Hello, gentle listener. This is this is a lovely moment because um, Rachel normally, by this point in the podcast, has already spoken. But because she's just taken a mouthful of her of her kind of cereal bar thing, she can't. She's all chewy. Her mouth is no. Don't try and speak. It's disgusting. Okay, you're spraying me with peanuts. Okay, don't. Okay, so I'm Martin Saunders. She's Rachel Gardner. This is the Youthscape podcast. It's the worst thing to eat. Actually, peanuts because it just goes everywhere. Yeah, it's in my teeth. It's in my mouth. And my bugbear is... Hello, everybody. When you listen to, like, radio producers that have obviously just eaten something, then you can hear that kind of... Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate that sound! Have you ever got up to speak and you've not had water and you do that? Yeah, I hate that sound. I actually am so intolerant when I hear that sound. I'm shouting at the radio, Get to shut up! Drink something! Oh, yeah. So, hello. We're not going to do that for you. We're not going to make that sound, but you know the sound we're talking about. Yeah. Yuck. Yuck. So disgusting. How are you, Martin? Do you know I'm well? Have you got food in your teeth? Nothing. I don't think so, unless you're about to tell me I have. No, you haven't. Okay, thanks. On your face. I used to have rally braces as a teenager, so I do still retain a slight insecurity about Mm. having food stuck in my teeth. Because when you eat with rally braces and you're a teenager, oh my days. Oh my days! You have got nice teeth. I've not noticed that. Oh, I don't know that I have. They're not bad. They're okay. Oh, mine are awful. They haven't got peanuts in them. So, old man. Yes. (laughs) What are we talking about today? Come on, our little opening question. A little bit of fun for listeners. Right, yes, this could be fun. Um, (laughs) We were talking before we started recording, about unsung heroes in youth ministry. And probably everybody listening to this will immediately, if you're doing youth work, Mm -hmm. you'll have one of these. Mm -hmm. There'll be somebody involved in the work that you do who just, just, basically, I I would describe them as the person who takes on that 10% of your job that if... Or, or, or 2% of your job, that if they didn't, your life would be so much poorer yes. as a result. It yes. would mean you went home an hour later. Yes. Or it would mean that like you were buried under a load of photocopying and stapling. And cups to wash. And, yeah. and, and stuff you don't really mm. understand. Or, or, or you wouldn't be able to drive somewhere. That They are the people who actually make it all possible. Mm. Rachel, who is your unsung hero? Well, we have um, an amazing lady at our church called Gillian. She's 76. She'll hate me having her name, her age on there. And she actually is more with the kids stuff. She helps out at the kids church. And um, she's brilliant because I think what's so brilliant about her is that the moment you start thinking to do kids or children's work or youth work, you've got to be a certain age, certain ability, you know, certain physical capacity, blah, 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 blah. Then you meet Gillian and go, no, actually it's about having a passion for seeing young lives transformed by Jesus. Um, we have another lady that on a Friday night washes up the cups and makes the cups of tea and she's an absolute legend because mm. I would hate to be in the kitchen making 24 cups of tea every Friday night at a certain time when the games end. So yeah, amazing legends. Wow. So yes. for me, there's a, a guy in our church who um, who is actually quite a sort of noted writer and he's written a load of books oh, wow. and he's a bit of a theologian, a lecturer. And he, when I did the big... Um, the, the, the notice, the apocryphal notice at church about 12 months ago and said, um, we're taking on the youth ministry, would anyone really like to volunteer? He unexpectedly oh, wow. stepped up and said, yeah, I'll help out. And You're I was, like, really? I was like, Why? Yeah, yeah, hang on. Aren't you, you know, aren't you've got you, other stuff in your life. Aren't you going to do adult ministry? Um, but no, he wanted to join in with, yeah. uh, with the youth ministry. And, uh, and how it's looked week by week, I'm deliberately not naming him because mm. people know who he is. Okay. I, I don't want to, he would not want me no, to, to name enough. this. 
Um, but he is the guy who gets straight in on the washing up. Mm. He's straight there hoovering at the end. I think it's because he wants to go home. But still, <laughs> great he's the guy that kind of just dives in mm. and does the jobs that nobody else really wants yeah. to do. And there's lots of my, you know, flakier volunteers standing around having a chat. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't name some of them, I tell yeah. you. <laughs> Um, but uh, but no no the um, this guy is just his character is, is just yes, wonderful and he yes. he just quietly gets on with it and nobody would know nobody in the church would know nobody ever read one of his books no. would know um, but he you know he just gets on and does it and and he is my glorious unsung hero because I would be going home at midnight every yes. Wednesday night if it wasn't for him and also you'd possibly be feeling there's no one in this church that really cares about this stuff yeah it's just a few nineteen year olds I can drag in you know that, yeah. that's a really negative way of looking at them but th- that these people are the ones that go no actually they really believe in this and they're giving their free time to this I can do this too yeah. we've got Sam and Benedict Duncan I'm going to name you because they open up their home they come on the weekends away Sam's one up at 5am giving anyone hot chocolate when they can't sleep mm. like she's amazing couldn't do this without her so thank the Lord for unsung heroes I hope that I as I get older I hope that I will be unsung hero for somebody as well I hope that I will be able to do a bit more of that because I, I struggle to do those kind of talk I, I'm, I'm like I don't want to be in the kitchen I don't want to be doing the photocopying so this is a bit unconnected. Do you, th- do you think you'll ever get to an age where you think, I'll retire gracefully from youth ministry now? Are you going to be like your friend who's 76? I hope I'll be like Gillian who's 76. Yeah, I hope so. She's wearing the pink youth church t-shirt. She's rocking it. Yeah. Imagine you at 76. So. You'll yeah. still be in leopard print. There'll be some poor youth workers somewhere saying, how do we break it to Rachel? We just don't want to <laughs> So that'd be like sending me on special tasks, special tasks to the news agents to buy. I a wrote a milk. book in two thousand eighteen. You know, it was very popular. <laughs> anyway, we've got some awesome guests today. Oh yes, yeah. So do you want me to introduce them? You should because I don't know them. Well, I went to an event in Worth Abbey, which is a beautiful, oh, huge yes. Catholic high school. I think it's a boarding school. So just imagine palatial grounds. It's gorgeous. There's a monastery there. There's a, um, I think they're a Benedictine order. I'm sorry if I got it wrong. Some wonderful men, some monks. Um, and there's an event called Joel's Bar, which is, they are a youth gathering that have been planted from Celebrate, which is the Catholic charismatic yeah. movement. Yeah, the, re- the charismatic renewal led by Charles Whitehead. That's it. Fantastic. So, as the, so their kids have formed something called Joel's Bar, which is basically their youth conference mm. um, every year. And what's amazing about it, Martin, is it's founded by young adults, it's run by young adults, and it's for young people and young adults, and none of them get paid to do this. What? This entire event, this whole week, is put on by young adults who wow. are, are doing other things at college, at university, but they're really passionate about seeing their generation of Catholics meet Jesus and their friends meet Jesus that they put on this event. Beautiful. So this is Pippa and Grace that you spoke to. And they're two of the leaders, yeah. If you're really paying attention, then uh, Pippa spoke about the charismatic Catholic renewal at a youth work summit about yes. six or seven years ago. Yes. Um, but it'd be very impressive if you were able to... Uh, somehow draw that connection but I believe some of our listeners are proper like geeks mm, youth ministry geeks that'll make the links I think some of them will they'll have a pin board somewhere but they'll anybody, be joining up the gaps anybody who got my football manager jokes Ooh, the other week might just have got this as well and, like, and make me happy just to put put in there as well I, I sat down with them and I think in the bad old days we saw denominations as barriers 
to kind of loving each other and having unity. And I sat with these women and these wonderful young people and I was just so inspired in my faith. They challenged me in my, um, in my surrender. They're, they're all over holiness. They're all over obedience. They're all over evangelism and mission. This is a really exciting movement, an exciting bunch of leaders. And, and we had a beautiful kind of high Catholic mass with the monks and we moved from there into a kind of really contemporary, you know, swinging from the chandeliers, amazing time and, and seeing God's spirit at work in both those settings. There's something really interesting that they're innovating there about what it looks like to bring together the contemplative and the really charismatic together. Mm. And it was just really powerful watching that watching that happen. So here we go. So we're sat in the corner by a big fireplace with Pippa and Grace. The Youthscape Podcast. So I'm sat here with the leaders of Joel's Bar, which is a charismatic Catholic youth event. She yeah. says with the question mark. Yes, it is. Youth Correct. Event. Brilliant. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> and can I just set the scene for our lovely listeners? Because we are in Worth Abbey in Crawley. <laughs> and I do the whole thing. I've just put, I enter the postcode in my phone and then went, ooh, this is really Posh. Nice. Posh, isn't it? <laughs> so there's no portaloos in sight. Mm. If you think youth festival and you're thinking wet wipes, that's how you're going to survive. No, no. Absolutely. This is amazing. We're in a so, school. Yeah, <laughs> we're sat on plush sofas. So I'm with Pippa and I'm with Grace. Ladies, introduce yourself, Pippa, go for it first. Sure, so my name's Pip, um, I work full-time as a missionary for the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, and within that, um, head up Joel's Bar, so this beautiful event that we're here at. Amazing. And yeah, I'm Grace, I'm currently working for the circus in their art outreach department, and yeah, and I also help to head up Joel's Bar. Wonderful. We will come back to that thread. <laughs> Please. So you can't you can't leave it. Can't I work for the circus. I know. And then we ignore it, we will come back to that. Um, so Pip, so you are a missionary for the mm-hmm. Catholic Charismatic Renewal, talk to us about that. What does sure. that mean? So, um, my previous life was working in advertising, worked in agency life, and um, basically as a young Catholic I've been giving for about 10 to 12 years, been working doing voluntary stuff for the church, um, primarily within the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, which is a movement within the Catholic Church, which promotes um, baptism in the Holy Spirit, living in the fullness of the Spirit. And um, two years ago I felt Jesus saying that he wanted me to go full time. Um, so as a young Catholic, most of the opportunities to work full-time for the Catholic Church are primarily with, within your local church or for your diocese or maybe a charity if you're lucky and all are good options but not ones that I felt God was asking me to do. So um, I created my job, fundraised my salary and um, I now go all around the UK um, working with young adults, primarily focusing on worship and unity within the body of Christ. That's fantastic. And as a woman mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. it, it, you're sort of saying you're looking at the wider church thinking, actually, where are the roles for me in leadership? Yeah. Is it tougher as a woman? The, the parish priest is always going to be a guy mm-hmm. or it's a nun. I mean, is that, yeah. I'm being a little bit ignorant now. No, no, I think that's fair. And I think there are, and many people ask me the question, if you, know, if you weren't mm. a Catholic, would you be a priest? Would you be a minister? Mm. Would you be a pastor? And that's a fair question. But perhaps like one that I don't necessarily feel the need to focus on because um, as just as a Christian, I've got the Great Commission just as much as Father Paddy up the mm-hmm. road has Brilliant. to go and make disciples. So um, wow. yes, in some ways being a woman has its, um, has its boundaries to a degree, but to be honest with you, I very rarely come up against mm. things and I just want to tell people about Jesus. So we... Mm. Um, but yeah, we, pr- we promote that. And in, in the Charismatic Renewal, I've been given incredible opportunities for leadership. And I've been running this thing for eight years. So, you know, Fantastic. since a young 
since a young age, and so it's, yeah. a, it's amazing. So, Grace, you were telling me a little bit about um, the evolution of Joel's bar, sort of come mm-hmm. out of the big national charismatic renewal um, event called Celebrate, mm-hmm. which you might have heard of happening down in Ilfracombe, mm-hmm. down in the south. And, and this now, I mean, I, I looked across the dining room and we're having our dinner, a very nice dinner, can I say? <laughs> um, and it, you have a room, you have a hall full of millennials and Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And looking at both of you and the leadership, you're all millennials mm-hmm. and you're all doing this as volunteers, none of you are paid to this. Mm-hmm. So you're running an annual event for people living in 21st century trying to connect faith with reality of life mm-hmm. and you're doing this in your spare time I mean you guys are breaking all the rules here like, you're not <laughs> supposed to do it as women with a kind of yes. structure <laughs> without being paid yeah. um, what, so, so why, why does Joel's, Joel's Bar exist? What, what is it that fuels you for this? I think it's the, the experience of being at an event where you get a f- you know it's not thousands Joel's Bar isn't something for like hundreds of thousands of people but for the people in the room it's it's the community it's mm. the it's the experience of um the catholic faith in a in a in an alive way mm. um and in a way that we it's it's not about changing what we already know so someone we have loads of people that come to Joel's Bar who go to church every sunday very religiously with their family and that's an importance for them and so it's not about them coming away and retreating and us going that's not right or um that you know that you could do so much better than that Mm. it's not about bettering what they already experience it's just about coming together as young people and saying okay as young catholics what does it actually look like Mm. and for us it's just about jesus and then from jesus we then say okay this is the rich heritage of our church how do we then apply the experiences of worship of prayer um, mm. and then how do we apply it and the, you know they go hand in hand there's no kind of separation between like a charismatic worship set and a contemplative mass with the monks you know for us they they kind of go hand in hand mm. so for me it's just about like getting excited about that mm. and, f- and remembering how it it's good to get excited about church yeah. and for some people you just need to get a like a big group of people in the room to be like oh yeah I can get excited yes. about this and it's not an old thing Absolutely. it's an alive thing kind of thing Pip you were saying a little bit earlier that um, regardless of, what, of your gender the Great Commission is for you yeah. as much as Father Paddy up the road um, but looking at the, both of you and looking at who's in the dining room I feel that like there's a really apostolic anointing on you like mm. that what you're doing here is honouring the church heritage and tradition mm. but it's pioneering something new and the problem with pioneers is that people don't know quite what to do with them so so how does Joel's Bar sit as a movement within this wider Catholic charismatic renewal movement which which sits within a wider yeah, church yeah. what's, what's well I think that the beauty of it is that like we're, we're not there's no there's actually no rule breaking this is actually what the church teaches yeah like Fundamentally, the, the church has always been born out of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Like anything of worth within the church has been born out of the Holy Spirit. And this is putting the emphasis back on what should be emphasised, which is life in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, mm. encountering Christ daily, choosing him, making good godly decisions. So we're not breaking the mould here. We're just trying to kind of go back to... Um, what we know it's all about, really. Mm. And unfortunately, our church um, 
uh, we've lost the grasp of what it looks like to engage um, a generation with the good news of Christ. We, mm. you know, we, we've got years and years and centuries of experience of catechesis, meaning going deeper in the faith, but we've forgotten how to evangelise and how to talk about the very basic fundamental message of of the gospel mm. and that's what we always need to be reminded of Jesus died for us Jesus came for us he loves us mm. and and this is what we're, we're doing here in a way that's creative and full of life and color in a way that our young people can go like actually I, I feel like I can be myself here mm. um, you know we have a bar in the evenings we have alpha um, so hopefully that will connect them to mm. doing alpha in, in their churches or at uni or whatever we've got um, like worship, high praise, but also we, we join in with the, the monastic prayer, which is totally wild and something that, you know, yes. <laughs> you don't really get an opportunity <laughs> no, to, to no, focus on like, um, yeah. normally. And, um, and that's great. And it's the beauty of the church. It's mm. the beauty of the depth of the church that we want to enter into. So, um, yeah. And there's something quite um, amazing that I think we're seeing across definitely across sort of Western Europe and probably across the world, which yeah. is that <clears throat> beautiful combination of word and spirit of yes. just the absolute freedom to let Jesus do whatever he wants to do, mm-hmm. but also rediscovering some of these ancient patterns, these right. practices. I was just yeah. listening to somebody recently saying, actually, if the kind of the emerging church says we're united around our common practices of prayer, of, yes. of total freedom of the spirit, sometimes our dogma will change. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on something. Some of the big issues in culture, mm-hmm. but actually if we're people that say we're united around a triune God, that's that's he, right. we are who he says Absolutely. we are. Then, um, so how, how are you seeing young Catholic Christians um, wrestle with issues of their faith identity what, what are the what are the key things that each year when you gather them seem to be the um the lightning rod what, what, what's kind of making life challenging for them in their faith Grace, wow. in, in um, your circus no. experience i think a very uh, uh, the, okay there's like a progression i guess from like very stereotypical superficial things in terms of like the the, the way that we would live my life, I would live my life, w- I will make different decisions that, from an out perspective, from my colleague at the circus, thinks, oh, why isn't Grace getting as drunk as I am? Mm. Why isn't Grace, um, why isn't Grace living with her boyfriend? Yeah. Why isn't Grace, you know, and, and they see the external things. Um, and I think a lot of those, you know, the money, sex, power thing, yes, yeah. we're, we're going, we, when we kind of have a vision day as a team and those we call them sticky topics. Those things actually, um, they're still relevant. They're still sticky to talk about. So those are big things. But what's interesting then when we come to things like Joel's Bar, when we get people in the room, we're like, okay, yeah, the money, sex, power things. The people outside see the external, like the final decisions, but we need to deal with the heart stuff first. Wow. So like, you know, it's in the, the, the struggle on an outward perspective is like whether to or not to have sex with someone. But so then we want to deal with issues of purity and starting with the heart first so I think you know yeah I think the money sex power thing is big and we, there's no escaping it especially you know the being millennials we're just smothered by it mm. um and so yeah I think we I think those are some big issues absolutely yeah I, would, I couldn't agree more the our young people are just the same as any other young people you yeah. know the same stuff that every young person is going through um you know, questions of identity, questions of value, questions of um, 
of yeah decision making discernment mm. you know how how do I make a decision <coughs> yeah like, how do I actually do that yeah and and I think one thing that we're passionate about is giving these guys an opportunity to talk honestly and open mm. openly about really like what are the struggles and unfortunately and it's a sadness for me to say but maybe these people these guys these young people haven't had the opportunity in church to go actually I'm not sure I agree with this yeah. you know they feel like they should say things because that's the environment in which yes, they've been yeah. brought up and, yeah. and perhaps the culture that we've given them hasn't been you say what you think you actually say what you think yes. don't just say what you think I want to say yeah and um so and please God here they feel free to be able to wrestle with you know because mm. that's a biblical principle mm. and you know the the, the 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 most mature of believers would be would be wrestling with things yes. and that's what we want for our young people not just to take things just on face value yes. um but yeah same same stuff same sticky topics just as <laughs> grace says you know, yeah um it's real mm. <laughs> Unless you sort of hone out this space every year for yeah. young people, you mm. see the, the same young people coming back. Mm. How are you seeing this evolve? Because mm. I think I guess what I'm hearing you see say you're serving the wider church. It's not saying actually what they're doing is wrong. Come and no. do it here for us. Yeah. But but in a sense, you're also creating expectations among young adults mm-hmm. that it, that faith can be done differently. And so what it in could a be. sense, yeah. there will be a kind of a actually I don't think I want to do a hug another year I'm not talking about it so how how have you seen the impact of this this event I think yeah I think our our hope and our desire is that they that this isn't the 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 be all and end all of their you know the the mountain the classic mountaintop moments and then they then they go home and And they crash yes and so just even just like very practically we timetable in personal prayer into our timetable so we have like a morning session and then the whole conference goes off on their own for half an hour Mm. and does prayer with our hope that they learn little tip little tricks and little ways of different ways of praying Mm -hmm. so then they can go home and carry that on things like alpha then the hope is that they could then go and you know um within the catholic church priests are becoming a lot more open to running alpha mm. courses mm-hmm. and we have like specific testimonies of guys that have come to Joel's bar really responded to alpha and then gone home and ran it um, and led it and like led one it. young person came was so impacted by alpha that he then went and worked for alpha interning in ireland oh wow like wild stories Fantastic. like that yeah. and i think also totally agree with everything grace is saying another massive thing is, is the friendship you know ultimately yeah. Friendship changes everything. It changes everything. Not only does it make us more alive, but it changes the face of the church and the world. And like my experience, and both Grace and I have grown up through Celebrate, so the, our, our parent brand. Mm. I started going to Celebrate when I was five. Mm. And, and you know, now this is, I'm 28 now, so that's like how many years on. And the friends I've made here in the Charismatic Renewal through Celebrate Joel's Bar are my best friends. Mm. We've started a worship collective together. Um, we're running this together, you know, mm. and, and that's what changes things. And that's what we would hope, that people would find comrades for the mm. journey, people that can support them, encourage mm. them for holiness. So you're an amazing bunch. And I, and I love what you just said. I wanted us to sort of hang and linger on that. Like what changes the face of the earth is friendship. And I think that's so beautiful because <clears throat> so often young people... He- think they hear us saying you need to find that life partner you need to get married mm-hmm. and, and that's and that's the answer and actually mm-hmm. scripture is packed full of actually the answer to loneliness is the body of christ Amen. it's not like <laughs> and marriage is amazing but the yeah. answer is the body of christ so so what is it about your friendship group so i'm now asking a frog what the water is like they're swimming in because like, you, you almost cannot answer that question but <laughs> 
What is it about your friendship group then that you've taken on this? Mm. You're all really young. You've taken on this battle. Mm. You're leading something incredible. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think is some of the DNA here that you want to sort of pass on to the younger? Yeah. I mean, I was briefly saying to you before over dinner, it's that... It's that I think growing up in something like Celebrate and seeing the, the like the elders of the movement and people just really wanting to invest in younger generations and then just having this heart of service of like we received so much from going to Celebrate and then forming these friendships and then as a kind of friendship group we kind of said right we want to give back mm. so it's that thing of like actually servant-heartedness is a get a group of people who are all servant-hearted if you look at our team we're like the most random group of people ever and if if i wasn't a christian like the people who i'm like closest to i probably would have never met you know mm. we're all so different in in all kind of areas and all different shapes and sizes but actually the fact that yeah we, we want the best for each other mm. and actually we want to give back and like fostering that that thing of like you receive call you give it back you receive call you give it back and do you see that in the next generations yeah you've seen them come up and people are hungry to serve <coughs> yeah mm. firstly just to, to be involved i mean we, we try to do as best we can a, a flat structure um that empowers people um within their gifting so we have a big team for we're quite a small conference we have about 200 people and have a team about 45. And so it's totally stupid. We don't need a team that big. That's why I say yeah, yeah, yeah. totally don't need it. But we believe in um, young people being given the opportunity to step into leadership. If every believer took the the call to lead seriously, rather than just to follow Christ, but to lead people to Christ, Mm -hmm. the church would be bigger. There's no doubt about it. And and also we, we want people to, young people to to step into their gifting, you know, it's for the glory of God. Yeah, I think about this guy called Ben on our team. He's quite a young, shy guy. And um, he, his leadership this year has been beautiful. He's mm. been helping us with our comms. And to see him come in just alive when he steps into serving Jesus in the way that God has intended him to. He doesn't have to look like me. He doesn't have to mm. look like Grace. He doesn't have to look like whoever. And, you know, it's just validating that. Yeah. It's validating leadership service, uh, love, acceptance, encouragement. Mm. Encouragement is absolutely the heart of this conference. And also at, at the heart of our friendship, you know, asked about kind of what's different about our friendship. Fundamentally, what's kept me in my faith has been these friends because what they've done is they've called me, they've called me to be more. They've, mm. they've always said, I can see right through Pip to Jesus. You know, there's, mm. there's, Jesus is alive in Pip and I want Jesus to grow in Pip. And they've helped me in my, my journey of holiness. They've mm. helped me um, pray when I can't pray. They've helped me worship when I can't worship. They've encouraged me. They've challenged me. Iron sharpens iron. And boy, I've had some challenge over the years. <laughs> quite rightly so. Um, and, um, and, and this has been what we've, what we've been blessed with yeah. um, as a conference. So. That is phenomenal. Thank you. I think everybody, you're going to have to re-listen to this interview a few times just to be able to get down. <laughs> covered so much. All <laughs> of that beautiful wisdom and just the, your turn of phrase. But Grace, talk to us about the circus. <laughs> Come on, what, what are you doing? What is this? Yeah, are you in so a tent on the side of a lay-by somewhere? No. What is going on? Well, I'm in the more contemporary circus scene. I have no so, idea what the traditional circus is. No, so, so yeah, so less about the big top oh, and see. the clowns and the animals think more on the way to Cirque du Soleil. So, uh, yeah, so it's a big charity. We, we train circus uh, performers. Uh, we run um, 
it's basically like a professional circus school and I run their outreach department. Amazing. So looking at how do we make circus more accessible for people. So if anyone's and ever good. fancying a bit of a Diablo or a flying trapeze, you know She's where been I am. doing it all as well. Are you taking it here? Do we do it at Jazz Park? I wish. Okay, That's next the dream. Year. Next year, we've got to do circus yeah. workshops. Yeah. Circus Amazing. meets Jesus. Work, yeah, exactly. Worship through circus. Worship So if people want to find out more about Jazz Bar, do you have to be Catholic to come to Jaws Bar? Right. And I think that's something just to say um, is that at the very heart of, of this conference, of the charismatic renewal, is the call to unity, mm. um, to work ecumenically, the sharing of gifts mm. between each church. And I think um, we often see many people who come to Joel's Bar who are, are Christian brothers and sisters who aren't Catholic. Yeah, and we encourage that. We yeah. want that. And it's um, something that, that we have then inherited from the Celebrate, from the Celebrate conference brilliant. as well. Like We grew up going to a conference where there were always ecumenical speakers and so mm-hmm. it just became part of our DNA. And, and so our as, founders as well. Yeah. What do you want to say about our founders? Um, Charles and Sue. Oh yeah, so Charles and Sue, the, the, two, the couple who actually started the Celebrate Conference in 1994, they, um, Charles is a Catholic and Sue is an Anglican, so wow. they have an ecumenical marriage. Yeah. So from a very beginning, the we've DNA. all been about <laughs> unity and... Yeah, so we have quite a few people who... Uh, hashtag one family, hashtag exactly. Absolutely. And you are here with us, praise God. So great to have you. Fantastic. Um, so if they want to find out more about you, it's joelsbar.co.uk. Absolutely, yeah. How about you, if we want to get hold um, of you, Pip? Is there Pip, any um, way? Look me up, Pip and Joe Baker at hotmail.co.uk. Pip and Joe Baker, but, um, there we go. I'm That's also easy. involved in One Hope Project and So is Grace, which is a worship collective, so... Um, help oversee that so and that's, that's one hope dot one hope project dot co dot uk lovely nice and easy Cheers. thank you so until recently i haven't actually heard of uh, joel's bar confession time no, i'm sure it's been going on for a mm. while and lots of people did know about it but i didn't and uh, and then i found out about it because a member of our team here uh, jess mm-hmm. who works on our mental health work and particularly on our, our mental health website Self Harm UK um, is part of the team part Jeez, of the team putting yeah. on uh, Joel's Bar so um, we're going to talk in a minute about something that she has produced but just to kind of um, uh, finish off talking about this what really strikes me about um, this event particularly it does feel a bit different yes, to other youth yeah, events it does. Is, this, uh, is this kind of high bar oh mm. no pun intended maybe that's why it's no okay uh, but, but, uh, but this high bar for young people to get involved in the contemplative and actually mm. calling young people to the difficult practice of you know switching off your phone mm. and, and, and actually spending some time in prayer and listening yeah. And I and I think maybe actually the Joel's thing that that, that the uh, my I'll come out of my spirit on all people. I think that mm. is going to be behind the name, isn't it? But I think what I found so interesting was seeing young adults calling their own peer group to this, mm. and 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 so what you you didn't hear any paternalistic language because it was peers talking to peers. It was mm. l- late teens talking to late teens mm. and saying things like, "Yeah, so we're all going to go and pray," and, and it was all very matter of fact. There wasn't any sense of someone stood there trying to convince the room why we should worship or try and convince the room. I know it's really difficult to pray. That was completely removed because they were talking to their friends who have also decided to come here. So of course they want to try this out. So I found that was quite a good challenge to me as, as someone who was a good 15 years older than anybody in leadership in that space mm. to think I must make sure I do not enter any kind of paternalistic maternalistic I know what you need I know what you're thinking you know it was I really felt I was speaking 
to quite a, a developed audience in mm. terms of their thinking and then mm. their understanding and their theology. And I don't know if that's true or not, but it just was really the vibe that I got. There wasn't, there was, they had great fun. There was a real banter on stage, real silliness, but there wasn't a dumbing down. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a, this is a stupid bit. And now we're going to now switch from there to you being, you know, it was yeah, really yeah. interesting how the, the tone of the event was so different to what I'm used to. So I thought it was amazing. So we, we've said this a number of times, I think on the, on the podcast over the years, Years, now. years, two years. Oh my goodness! Two years. Um, but but young people really do live up to your expectations. Yes. Yeah. Or down to your yeah. expectations. So if you have high expectations for young people uh, around the contemplative stuff, yeah. I, time and again, I've seen them, you know, surprise you actually and rise to them. Um, whereas if you have uh, low expectations and you imagine that young people can't do more than ten seconds of silence. Guess what? Yeah. It turns out they can't. Mm. But if you if you at least go in there and tell them you've got high expectations, they, mm. they will more often than not live up to them. And that's obviously borne out in a... this. It sounds like um, these people don't want to waste their time. Like, no. they're, they're serious. Yeah. They're there and they're serious. They want to, yeah. you know, they want to get... I mean, they have fun, but then they yeah. want to get seriously... You know, into the presence of God. And anyone can go to it. So you haven't got to be Catholic charismatic to go. Any denomination. So you could take your young people there, whatever denomination you're from. How exciting. Brilliant. So I have in my hands Muzdav, shiny stuff, with the word headstrong on the front. So this book, this journal, Martin, what is it? Right, what is so this it? is this is you remember we mentioned Jess yeah. from our team who's involved in the leadership team of Joel's Bar, seamless link. Yeah, I love it. So good, we should be so on the radio. <laughs> um uh, she has produced, uh, in her capacity here in our mental health team, a new resource, uh, a journal for young people to help them think about and process their emotions. And so it's a sort of emotional well-being journal, and you work through it, and it has uh, six main sections to it. Thinking, talking, doing, moving, eating, and resting. So they're components of the healthy life, or unhealthy life, depending mm-hmm. on... How you're living it, and uh, you have a series in each in each um, of those sections. You have a series of exercises. So it's not there are some words in there. There, there are a few words to read, mm-hmm. and again, I think young people can live up to our expectations there as mm-hmm. well. Okay, and actually they can read books. Um, there are a few words. So there's a bit that's probably the sort of unique difference about this to other similar journals that you can get. There's actually some words on there to read about how this stuff works, how mental and emotional well-being works, exactly. But there's also lots of kind of fun and interesting activities, quizzes, uh, doodles, little action plans to fill in and things like that. And you you will probably, this is not, um, you know, a complete invention. Um, You will see, you'll be, have seen things like this around over the last few years, this kind of journal, um, personal journal thing. Uh, But this is for a young person to think through uh, and understand their mm. mental and emotional well-being, um, and uh, and it's got in it some quotes as well. And some of those quotes are from you know famous um, poets and philosophers and and so and so on. And then some of the quotes come from the Bible. Mm. And so the idea is it's it's meant it is a resource that you can put in the hands of any young person. It has to yeah, be a Christian young person. Yeah. Um, but it also speaks a bit of truth, biblical truth, into their lives as well, alongside some some other good advice wonderful. and some exercises that's so wonderful. And, it, and it's developed and the design in such a way that it'll be appropriate for all young people it's Absolutely. not for just like for girls i know we, we, there's no such thing as a gender 
for colour, but there are some things that we think, oh, would some boys pick that up? But well, we, worked, we did when we were designing it. Well. We worked really hard yes. to, to try and not make it gendered. Yes, particularly. And so, um, so hopefully Great. we achieve that. Yes, you can get it from the Youthscape website. It's going like hotcakes, so get them uh, quick. Yeah, mm. you can get it from the Youthscape website, youthscape.co.uk forward slash store, and it is ten pounds. Brilliant! That is wonderful. Good stuff. So I am drooling to finish. My peanut butter and sea salt and chocolate bar. I just have to eat it. Yeah, you've been really good. You I didn't want to miss the opportunity. You thought I might talk. speak for too long. I know. I thought so you. I was like, I can't eat it. He'll talk too much. On the table, but it's it's coming back. Is there to your gob? So let's do the shout outs and then we will let it go. So our wonderful list of shout outs. We have the wonderful Natalie Jones from Harrogate. Yeah, Jim Page from Bournemouth. And Helen Wollstonecroft from Harrow. Hello to you all. And if you want to get a shout out, just tweet us. Just send us a message. We would love to shout out your name. Brilliant. Have a good day, Martin. Yes, and also with you. Yeah, I love it. so good. We should be so on the radio. <laughs>